Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who is in a horror movie for kids with me tonight? This is Raised by Penguins in the Sewer Somehow, Joe Butler. This is Forever Searching for His Parents, Kenneth Sanity. And this is Blair from Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com. And Mike Alberton, why are you dressed up like the Batman? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Does that. God, I can't. Often I forgot his name again, the actor. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Does he ever play anyone but Christopher Walken? No. Nope. That's all he knows how to play, isn't well, it? Well, that's a good uh... question. <laughs> oh, we are here to cover batman returns it was a patreon voted episode because we want to do a holiday movie and i can't believe this is a holiday movie but it is takes place at christmas but not really a christmas movie um came out in 1992 in june this is odd and (laughs) directed by tim burton yeah and it's a it's a it's the second batman movie the michael keaton of the tim burton michael keaton stuff and which ended up falling apart completely in two more movies (laughs) so yeah, it's the second and more importantly, last time Michael Keaton would put on the bat suit for years. And I really think this movie had something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, did he oh, ever put on the bat suit again, officially? I mean, he has, but who knows if those movies or scenes will ever come out. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. My guess is we won't see any of those movies. Maybe Batgirl someday, but everything mm-hmm. else is reshot. I still not okay with that, but... So I hadn't seen this movie in years. I had forgotten majority of this movie. And yeah, I'm a, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I saw it as a kid. I know that I saw it probably over 10 years ago. And then I just watched it again on HBO Max. And this movie is a Tim Burton movie. That's what I got to say. So as a non Tim Burton fan, would you say you liked or didn't like this movie? Oh, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, and I loved 89. When we watched 89 for this, God, not that long ago, I really enjoyed Batman 89. I do not enjoy this movie. It's too dark. It's too stupid at times. And it's just, I don't like it. We'll get into it, but I do not enjoy the way things are portrayed. (sighs) (laughs) I've gone back and forth on this movie for years. I think if you look at it with the idiotic nostalgia critic on the page, like, face value, you're going to not have a great time. Like, if you honestly think that Catwoman got cat powers from Catwoman licking her, from cats licking Catwoman. <laughs> but, like... I like your version better. I, like, watched this again Friday, and I I love this movie. Um, I think it has a lot of cool things to say. Like, it's, it's somber, and I just love all the characters, even, like, the Penguin, because, like, at times it goes a bit too far, but then when I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, well, yeah, this is how this person would be. I don't think it's a great representation of those characters because it's almost <laughs> just like someone's like, oh, it's Catwoman. She dressed in a cat suit, but she's not like a thief. But I just love what Catwoman stands for in this movie. And yeah, I'm glad I had that bat missile Batmobile toy as a kid. <laughs> it was great. OK, that I do like. I do like some of the stuff with Catwoman, <laughs> but it's just so fucking weird to me. And like. It, it is not I don't like this version of Catwoman at all, but I also am more of a this is too far for me away from Batman. Like he again, like we 89, he kills people. He freaking lights a guy on fire in this movie within like the first like the first time you see Batman. He's just like, oh, look, you're going to start fires. I'll let you on fire instead with the Batmobile and drive off like you killed that man, Batman. He's dead. 
He ain't gonna survive that. No, he was lightly tased away, just like in the oh, game. Okay. Yeah, yep. they don't survive that either. <laughs> Nobody surviving any of that. It also <laughs> is weird to me that the villain is like, okay, so Max Shrek is he is he from the comics or is he just a villain made for? Is he just Christopher Walken just act like Christopher Walken? He was just made for this movie, and to kind of yes, Christopher Walken plays villainous. I don't know mall guy Max Shrek. <laughs> I, I do want to point out that Max Shrek is a pretty famous name to horror fans. Uh, Max Shrek was the name of the actor who played Count Orlock in the uh, Nosferatu silent movie. Uh, one of the uh, actors heavily associated with the Weimar Republic over in Germany. Oh. And it, it's interesting that they use that name for this character because this whole movie looks like goddamn German expressionism. Okay, that I wouldn't know. That's it's, beyond. That's interesting. It looked great. I mean, it, it has a style, a style that, especially, I've still been watching Batman the Animated Series, you can really feel the fact that Animated Series was, you know, forced to kind of copy the style. Like, you can feel that. And I, I mean, I like that. I just don't like... Well, also, Max Shrek really reminded me of just a rich Mongol of real estate or something of that nature. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's, you know, with an idiot son. Who will someday um, take over that company and run it into the ground and, and owe billions of money. That's just how, how I saw that. I can't yeah. get over how that actor essentially just was allowed to do a Christopher Walken impression. That's like if you <laughs> cast Andy Sandberg <laughs> in a movie with Nicolas Cage where he plays his son and he just does his In the Cage with Nicolas Cage impression from SNL. God, how- that was funny that he did the walk impression because he's like, Dad, Dad, what are you doing? Like, it's. It was wonderful, and fun fact, that particular actor would go on to be on Firefly. Uh, he played a mercenary named Crow, who worked for uh, Crazy Old Man Adlai Niska. Oh, okay. And he also played Leatherface in the, frankly, much better than it should be, 2003 reboot directed by Marcus Nispel. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's just... Everything with this movie is so strange to me. Like, oh, it's bonkers. It, oh, I, it, it really is. I mean, the, the circus gang, I guess there's one line that isn't in this movie that I is somewhere referenced that the reason why you have all these clowns in the circus gang is because they were inspired by the Joker whenever 89 happened. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't think that's anywhere in the movie, though. Probably. It, I mean, they were operating long before the Joker because I think they, when he's going through all the newspaper it's like oh the triangle gang found this like guy as a kid and put yeah. him in the circus freak show which is great that's what you want for child He's like aquatic <laughs> bird boy or something so penguin's freak. also 33 years old in this yeah Jesus that bothered Christ. me well i'm 35 so that really bothered me i'm like hey now hey now Get hey. A too close you know what though if you look at that when you're like 33 i think you have issues <laughs> Well, how old was Danny DeVito at the time of this movie? Um, Danny DeVito was like 40-something, I think. Dude, how old is Danny DeVito? <laughs> I don't know, and honestly, I'm afraid to look. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's just, I also don't like how ugly the Penguin is in this. I really don't like how they make him like a monster. and Just everything with him, I just do not like it. It's just too much for me. Dude, Danny DeVito is fucking old. Yeah. Danny DeVito's 78. He would have been 50. He would have been 48 when this movie came out. So why didn't they just make it like another 
why 33 years? Like, it could have easily been older, you know, make the guy older. That would have made more. I think it would have. Well, it wouldn't have made much, but it would at least look better. I mean, would it irritated me less. <laughs> but well, 33 it, really bothered me. It's the weird idea that they're supposed to be like a group of like young gentlemen. And I think it goes throughout the comics, too, where they're supposed to be like a hierarchy of families and all those families have kids, but they're all kinds of different kinds of fucked up. Like you have the Waynes and then this movie, you eventually find out there's like the cobble pots and in later Batman's comics are all kinds of other kid people who had kids, but they all end up becoming a bunch of assholes. I think Hush is one of them. Oh, rich. Yeah. yeah Thomas Elliot, but that's just rich. You know, I think rich people can be assholes. You're born in money like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's kind of the thrust of the telltale game is like him and, Oswald, like, were friends once upon a time. That works. It works well in that Telltale game, though. And that's also, it doesn't look like a freaking... I just didn't like how he looks like a monster. It really bothered me in this in this watching. Like, it just... It upset me. Tim Burton's fault. I know. <laughs> and the damn, like, when he's eating the fish at one point. And he's, eating, he's like, here, I brought you a raw fish. Like, here you go. Come on. Come on, boys. Like, come on. You, what the fuck? And the part that really got me is, like, so Penguin's at the... Is at the Wherever his hideout is, he's upstairs, and somehow he's upstairs. Shrek has brought all these people in, brought in all these tables, and set up a whole campaign thing. And Penguin had no idea. They were like, "What's all people moving around downstairs?" Ah, don't worry about it, boss. Don't worry about it. Like, come on, it bothers me. That's okay, but his secret lair is something that you could easily see through, like the zoo. Because like yeah. he, you're you're at the zoo at the end, and Batman just like looks down through the window. So like they're always there. Not like one person walks by and says, like, "Hey, there's a penguin guy and like an army down there. Maybe we should call the cops or something." I think the zoo's abandoned. Oh, what can? It, yeah, it, it is an abandoned zoo. Okay, like that's oh, the thing. Okay. Shut down. So my question, of course, is if the zoo's abandoned, shut down. Why the fuck are there still penguins there? <laughs> Why does your penguin enclosure attach to the city sewer system? See, that's my main question. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense either. Not a goddamn bit. I mean, I do know from watching the Nightmare Before Christmas thing on movies that made us that Tim Burton had free reign in this movie to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Uh, And I think that's part of my big problem with this movie is I also don't believe any director should have free reign in most cases. I mean, okay, maybe some. Sure, I should take, I take that back. Some, but like George Lucas, for example, he had a free reign on the prequel Star Wars, and now look how those turned out. You know, it's like so you need other people sometimes telling you, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Not be like, oh yeah, man, yeah, boss, you got it. And that's how I feel with this movie. There was too much Tim Burton being like, I want to make stuff weird. You got it, boss. Like, no, you you but tell him to stop it. <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast, though. It's like you do something, and it makes a studio and a bunch of people very very rich yeah and it's just like do whatever you want like look what what you did like it happens all the time like i'm just watching the james cameron press tour for like avatar where it's just like i just want to shut him up so bad well don't worry when that movie doesn't make a billion i'll shut him up just fine (laughs) nope because part three is gonna come out yeah then part three won't make a billion either then you won't see you'll be yeah i'll be into that no, it's going to keep happening. It's the movie that nobody wants. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and it's the same thing. Like we talked about Metal Gear Solid 4 a couple of weeks on this show where it's just like, oh, Hideo Kojima, you made all this money and like all this critical acclaim. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. Like and then he's like, OK, but I'm going to go weird. It's like, yeah, well, as long as you make his money, do whatever you want. 
just you know? don't like that because this movie just wasn't. It's not fun for me. It's too dark. It's too weird. And I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess part of it is like I do have a certain way that I see these characters and I like these characters. And you put them in a completely different light that I just I don't like. But it was just just everything that was so strange just really just didn't didn't vibe for me. Like Joker works well in the 89, even though I know it's nothing like the Joker that I know. But I'm like, it's fine. I, I enjoyed it. Penguin in this is just creepy as fuck. I don't like it. Yeah, they. Well, it sounds like this movie's too goth for you. It was, yes. <laughs> oh, it was just. I mean, like, like the part when Penguin bites the guy's nose. He's like better than a bloody nose. Guys, like, what? Ow. I'm like, oh. hey, that's See, the actor from Wirehead. Show some respect. <laughs> yeah, that part's amazing. So I don't, I don't know. <sighs> that that part didn't bother me. The part afterwards bothered me, where he has like blood dripping from his nose from his mouth. And Christopher Walken's like, hey, we should, like, do some stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to fill her void. And he's like, Penguin Focus. He's like, I'll show her my French flipper. It's like, Danny DeVito, please turn down your goblin mode, please. I beg of you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. See, There's a lot the- of real sexist stuff in this movie, too. See, that was bothering me, too. But when I, I and that's the thing when I was watching this, I was just thinking about how this character would be so like penguin is in the sewers his entire life and he just has like this way of thinking that high society should be but he doesn't also know how to interact with people so it's the gross and disgusting but that's what he is like he was twisted by a life of being like taken away from society and with your point like i kind of like how this movie handles like mental illness and like that's kind of what Batman's Rogues Gallery are. They maybe not fit this character, like more so Catwoman. Like I love the Bruce Wayne Catwoman stuff. Like there's a rumor going around that there could have been a Batman Beyond movie where Michael Keaton played Batman and Michelle Pfeiffer possibly could have came back. Whether that's real or not, but God, I would love to see those two again, just living in that big mansion, just being happy with one another. Like I think they both deserved it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I like her character more. Another thing I want to say about Penguin, though, it's just like, I mean, because as the movie progresses, you then get the, the Penguin that I kind of am more familiar with, where he has, you know, he's not wearing the damn onesie anymore, and he's wearing, like, his actual outfit. Like, it was better, but it's just, like, there should have been more of that. Like, when he's running for mayor, and I laugh because the poster is, like, the Penguin from the old, you know, Batman 66 show, essentially. That's what it looks like, reminds me of. Like, I like stuff like that. Like, I like that. I just didn't. There were just a lot of parts where I'm like, when, like, why does the guy have to be in a onesie all the time? Like, that was just stupid to me. No, it really bothered me. <laughs> I mean, I just, look, as a big and tall man myself, you know how hard it is to find clothes that fit? You find a I mean, onesie that fits, you stick with it. Yeah, but he's like, he's, he's like three feet tall, though. <laughs> yeah, you find one that sticks and you stick with it. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> but no, I... I I didn't enjoy all, like, there's just so many sexist comments and so much, like, sex, sexual innuendo that, like, I don't always mind that in movies, but, like, what we were saying earlier, this is, this was built as a kid's movie. It's like, I mean, I get it. SpongeBob has tons of stuff like that, and I'm not a, but, oh, just in this movie, it was a little, it wasn't that hidden, it felt. I'm like, this ain't, you're not hiding it very well, but maybe well, just because I'm not a child. <laughs> I had Terminator 2 toys when I was a kid, and Robocop toys as a kid, and oh, okay. Rambo toys yeah, as a point. kid, so, like, <laughs> None of those are kids' movies. My favorite one oh. was the Terminator toy where you could put skin over the, the model. 
Oh my god, that was the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, okay, yeah, toys are toys. I mean, they always do weird shit. So I shouldn't. How? It just there was something about it that just was like rubbing the wrong way with Penguin a lot. I think because I like Penguin as a character and other interact, like even in the Batman animated series, I like Penguin in there, even though he's based on this to a degree. I still really like that Penguin, and this one is just too much. I just wish they could have done more. It, it does go a little bit far, but it's fitting with the character because I really like when Bruce Wayne is watching him on TV. And that's the the thing I like about how like the, the trio is, is he relates to him because he's like, oh, I want to find my parents. And Bruce lost his and he's like, I hope he finds what he's looking for. And then with Catwoman, it's someone who is kind of wrestling with two sides of a personality. So, like, the way the trio interplays is, like, really well done. Like, I appreciate this more watching it now than what I've done many times. Oh, yeah. There, there's one part of my of this movie that I love because it's complete, like, movie cinematography bullshit, which is towards the end of the movie. You have Bruce decide to go to the, the Max Gala, as he puts it, and boat. <laughs> everyone's wearing masks except for Bruce and Catwoman. And it's supposed to be the idea that they're going as themselves as, the, as their alter egos, because as everyone knows, Bruce is actually Batman and Catwoman is Catwoman's real identity. Yeah. And that was a good scene. That, that I enjoyed that film, you know, that film thing. It, it worked really well to me. I think more so than Batman 89. What I didn't like about Bruce Wayne in this movie, because he was very aloof in that movie. And in this, he kind of almost like is trying to let people know that he's Batman. Like when he has a meeting with Max Shrek and he's like, I know you're working with these criminals. Like, OK, how would you know that? <laughs> like, I guess you're doing your due diligence as like a businessman or whatever. And then he's having a conversation with Catwoman where he's like, oh, well, Batman didn't screw up. He did all this stuff and saved all this property damage. And <laughs> oh, that that part irritated me. Property damage part. That, I thought that was stupid. <laughs> I don't know. It shouldn't have bothered me, but it bothered me. There, there's a pretty good slip up, though, earlier, too, when he first meets Catwoman. He's like, don't I know you? And she's like, no, because I never met you. He's like, must have been the other me. And they kind of give him a look like, I mean, ignore me. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but that was kind of cool. I don't know. It's just, he's a he's a terror. Like this Bruce Wayne is such a freaking idiot, though, in the, especially in this movie. He just seemed like stupid in this movie. In both of these movies, he can't stop telling people that he's Batman. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous. And how can he just rip off his mask? Yeah, that that bothers me a lot. It's made I don't of rubber. understand. Yeah, but like this. <laughs> no. No. You know what? I'm going to draw a line in the sand here. No. If that is going to provide him any protection, he should not be able to rip it away like that. <laughs> That's my line. I mean, doesn't it does it not come off normally? You're like, hey, I went out tonight. I better rip my ma- my mask off. Like, you think it would come off normally too? I think there's like a whole thing, like a whole process. He's got to like, you know, get the baby powder out and like kind of, <laughs> you know, lube himself up to get out of it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what I like that's one thing I I don't like about the end. Jumping way ahead is that like, he does that to Selena to talk her down. But if he had succeeded, then Max Shrek would know that he's Batman unless he's like, OK, you can't prove it. Like, you don't have a smartphone because it's 1992. Like, 
So he almost had to die, even though he was trying to make him or make her not kill him. Because if he would have survived, he would have been like, Bruce Wayne is Batman. <laughs> now you say that, but are you sure about that? Because Bruce Wayne ripped his mask off and Max Shrek's first thought was, Bruce, why are you dressed up like Batman? You can't be Batman. <laughs> so if Catwoman wouldn't have said anything, he would have been like, oh, Bruce was just bought a costume. It's fine. <laughs> that was tough. Bruce fucking here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that should be your first question. Why is this guy in a freaking bat suit underground with me? And all, like Matt Shrek is a he's a really annoying villain, too, to me. Like, I mean, it kind of reminded me of the anime. There's the animated episode that we talked about that. I'm hearing this we hadn't talked about yet, but, you know, where the penguin gets tricked. And it kind of reminded me of that, that same idea. Yeah. You know, where you have a rich guy being like, oh, I'm your friend, but he's not. I mean, like, oh, Max Shrek's plan is because, oh, my power plant wasn't was rejected. So I'm going to replace the mayor with someone who works, who will listen to me so I can build my power plant that essentially just steals energy. I also don't think that works that way. So you're saying that the Republican Party wouldn't put some gross, disgusting, short man with bad hair as a part of their party as a way to get what they want? <laughs> oh, they would have percent. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Blair, are you telling me Donald Trump's a fucking Batman villain? Because if he is, I would 100% believe you. <laughs> I mean, he does pop like Max Shrek. He was definitely put there by the Patriots. I'll tell you that much, right? <laughs> <sighs> that was a good one. That was Jesus good. I don't know, he just it's just everything with Max Shrek is weird in this. Like he they go to kidnap him, he falls in the sewer, then he just joins them pretty much. Like I don't know, I just found that kind of funny that it was that quickly. He's like, Yep, I'm on your side now. All right. No, I mean that's that's very clearly the flop sweat of somebody who's trying to live, but then is like, wait a minute, mayhaps I can twist this to my advantage. Like, I think originally he's just trying to not die. And when somebody has a flamethrower umbrella shooting off in front of you, that's usually <laughs> your first thought. You just like, and then you ah. already saw like the beginning, too, where he's doing the speech and he's like, no, I just want to have world peace wrapped in a nice little bow. Like, you know that he's good at manipulating people, even though he's a monumental piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> And that hair, though, shit, man. I want my hair to look like that. Now or when you're 50? Uh, I'll, I'll think now. Now it is. Uh, it just, I haven't seen, I, it's been a while since I saw a movie with Christopher Walken, so it's just kind of funny seeing him in a movie again. No, I the, the last movie I can honestly think of I saw Christopher Walken in was fucking Joe Dirt. So him being silly in that and him being silly in this, it's just like, oh, that's always Christopher Walken. Just one big old weird goofball. Yeah, he's a weird actor. I love him. He's great. I don't care for him. Y'all should watch The Prophecy. That's I also, I, I did like Selena Kyle. I didn't like, like we were talking about before, I didn't like how she got her powers. I don't like the fact that she gets pushed off her roof and then gets her powers from that. Like, I didn't really care for that idea. Well, she doesn't get power. She just has a mental breakdown. Oh, like, okay. That's, that's the metaphor, is that she's pushed to her absolute limit because she's constantly getting, like, this world shoved into her face where it's just like, oh, be good for men, like wear this perfumed and then your boss is going to take you to a, like a make you work overtime to a candlelight dinner. And then she just keeps getting stepped on and then she essentially just has a break. But then like the first thing that she does is Catwoman is like uh, the woman's getting mugged and she's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, 
all these people just clamoring for a man to do this themselves. Like, even though she's in, like, a skin-tight outfit, it's, like, (laughs) an ultimate feminist icon that's way more progressive than anything that Disney's shoving down her faces. (laughs) It's also more progressive than this movie is really trying to be, because, like, I also didn't like how they treat Selena Kyle before all that. Like, she's like, well, I have a comment. She, I I mean, a question. Like, I mean, it was kind of cool. Like, I liked it, but how much she disregarded, like, oh, she makes a good cup of coffee. (laughs) Like, or they really bother me when he's like, well, she's not housebroken yet. I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, I know you're supposed like, to hate him. He's a villain, but I'm like, are uh, you 92. telling me that white men with power and money treat women like crap in businesses? I know. Yes, they, <laughs> yes, they do. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> do they? What? No. And then some of them even run for office sometimes. Huh? But <laughs> God, we're <laughs> working. I mean, I just all the similarities. I mean, I just can't stop with Max Shrek because I feel like that's what they were a joke to in the 90s. Because that, I mean, wasn't wasn't Trump a joke in the 90s too? About yes. stuff like that in the 90s, he's a joke now. Well, I know, but like it was more of a joke then because he was just a guy who was just a rich idiot, not the guy who had power at one point. Like he was just a guy. We had yeah. money, power, but not power over a country. Yeah, I feel like there. I mean. I don't I don't watch a ton of I haven't watched a ton of movies from the 90s or the especially the 80s that like I should have. But I do know, like, you know, Trump's in Home Alone and stuff like that. And I, I do really, you know, as of everything I know now, I really did feel like Max Shrek was a was a was a joke to him, a reference to him. It might well be. It's just should... like a riff on rich people. It's like, oh, OK, the two of the things like two ways to make a character evil in a movie, make them a religious fanatic or a rich asshole. Yeah, I can agree with that. Or an incel, in the case of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, the part when, when she falls, though, and, like, she gets bit by all the cats, like, that was, I read, I was watching some video online, where they said the reason, like, the way they did that was they, they put tuna on her. That's why the cats all went to her. Yep. <laughs> because, you know, they're cats. They don't exactly do what you tell them to, ever. You know what my uh, favorite weird Michelle Pfeiffer fact in this movie is? What is that? <clears throat> that whenever she, uh, she does her first, like, burglary as Catwoman, and she walks into what's it called the department uh, store yeah and she whips all the heads off the mannequins that's actually her they were gonna get like oh. a stunt double but she actually spent like months trying to learn how to use a whip and did it in the first take mm-hmm. oh nice you can see it on youtube yeah <laughs> okay that is cool i mean i do like the fact that she wears a rubber cat suit and then kind of like cuts it together and staples it together i mean there's a part of me that like okay that that i i get it i'm like that's kind of cool now but, this is i have a problem with in regards to that costume. Okay. We're given an image of Selena Kyle, who is, for lack of a better term, mousy. Yeah. Who very much lets the world walk all over her. How the fuck do you expect me to believe that she has that much black patent leather anything in her apartment? <laughs> I don't buy it. Well, maybe her boyfriend that she talked to one time that breaks up with her, maybe he was... Into domination, and he had her wear that. I got nothing. I don't know, man. That dude had big bottom energy, though, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what the message is because you, I mean, there's only just the one message where he's like, Oh, yeah, I also didn't like how she comes home. And she's like, Honey, I'm home. Oh, yeah, I'm not married. I'm like, Did you have to do that to the character? Like, couldn't she just come home and be like, Okay, you do, you know, and that I don't know, it bothered me in the 90s. Oh, okay, where it's just like. Oh, you have to be married or whatever by 30. Like, yeah, it's a common trope of the time. Yeah. And that's the important thing to remember. 
it was a different time. Now, granted, it was like, what, 30 years ago? Yeah, it was. So, like, it wasn't even that long ago, but even the 90s were weird. Uh, yeah. Those used to wear pants that you could fit a whole person in the legs of, Mike. Jinko, right? Weren't that the pants? Yeah. And I had some a little short. I once ripped a good pair of them when I was climbing over a barbed wire fence. They had pants you could turn into shorts. I was going to say that. We had Transformer (laughs) pants. (laughs) Transformers, shorts in disguise. They had pants you could just pull off. They had snaps down the side. Oh, those were problematic in grade 7 and 8 for me. (laughs) (laughs) Point being, it was a different time. And, like, okay, yes. Was there a lot wrong with this movie? Absolutely. Can you go back and pick every single thing out that is problematic? Yes. 100%. You could do it easily. We can make an entire podcast, two podcast episodes, running at two hours apiece about how wrong this movie <laughs> is. The main but that's one being missing the forest for the trees, man. Well, like, my, the way that I always judge everything in this show is whether I enjoyed it or not. And it wasn't the problematic stuff that made me not enjoy the movie. I just didn't enjoy the movie because Penguin looked like a freaking freak and it bothered me. And I just wasn't, I wasn't entertained. It's okay. I was no just like, likes- I turned this off now. That's how I was. It's okay. No one likes Tim Burton anymore anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I've said on the show many times, I'm not a Tim Burton fan. I mean, I enjoyed 89 because it's not really like, you know, he's involved, but he's not free reign. Where in this movie, he has free reign and I don't like it. So, I mean, that that's how I felt with it. Oh, another thing I want to bring up, like with Catwoman, because I, 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 I did like Catwoman. And I do like the relationship between him and Selena Kyle. I like how, you know, Bruce Wayne likes her. And then they figure out that they're both, you know, alter egos when they, you know, repeat a comment they said on the roof. Like, I did like that. I thought that was good. Like, there was some good stuff there. I mean, I didn't really care for the whole thing. Where she's like, I got nine lives. I got seven left. But after what Blair said that, you know, OK, she got mental, you know, she's suffering like. You know, disorder, you know, some trauma disorders and things like that. So, I mean, that works like because that's, again, what the Batman Rogue Gallery is. So I'm fine with all that. It was just I guess I just didn't like I don't like Catwoman being a villain, but that's a me thing, too. But she rides the line, though, because like she like she helps the the woman like the from the purse snatcher. And then yeah. she does want to stop Max Shrek. It's just that she wants to go too far. And, like, Batman's trying to, like, pull her back because he knows that, like, you know, once you go over that line, like, it's not going to make everything better. Like, I don't think she's inherently a bad guy. It's more of, like, the whole, like, anti-hero thing. Even when she's working with Penguin, because um, she's like, we have to get rid of Batman because he's going to stop me from doing this. And she has second thoughts then. where She's like, oh, I think we're going a bit too far. And then Penguin just, like, uses his umbrella to make her go fly away. Really like chokes her. Yeah, that was a little odd too. Yeah, and the the dialogue I remember that because I I finished the other half of this movie last night, or the third earlier, is that she's like he she tells the penguin like I thought you said you weren't gonna kill her. He's like oh I've changed my mind, and she's kind of pissed off about it too. Yeah, I like that. I like that you know they try to make her like a hero type character, but I just there's a little too much of her being kind of like wanting to kill Shrek. Yeah, I get it. He deserves it, but I don't know just. Didn't sit right with me at times. Another thing I, I want to mention about this movie that I, I felt was just, I mean, I do like the app. I mean, the atmosphere looks cool. I mean, I do like that because it's again, animated, animated series, but it's just, it was just too dark. And there wasn't, there also not a lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie. It felt like either like Mike Keaton is almost always Batman. 
which is fine. But I, sometimes I like I would have liked a little more Bruce Wayne. And I was also confused why they changed up a lot of actors in this, too. Like you have reporters, but you don't have the guy from the first movie. Like, I felt like he should have been there when they were having the reporters talk to Max Shrek. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the problem with Batman is that he gets overshadowed by his villains and people yeah. have more fun working with the villains. That's what happens with this. Like Batman Forever, it's like the Jim Carrey show, even though Val <laughs> Kilmer is a terrific Batman. And even, I mean, George Clooney just, you know, it's Batman and Robin. What more can you say? Uh, <laughs> I've never uh, seen that movie, by the way. Oh, I can't wait to do I've, that one on the show. It will be. I've seen parts of it, but I've never seen the whole movie. So, yeah, that's that'll be my first ever watching when we cover it eventually. <laughs> Over under on whether Mike comes on and says, I had a good time. What are the odds? <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. Money, money, money. Who do you love? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you right now. If you didn't like Batman Returns, I don't think you're going to be entertained by Batman and Robin. No, I will see. <laughs> I did. I highly doubt it. Oh, there's another, one, another issue that I had with this movie. Or not. Well, not one other thing I want to bring up, like with the car. How the hell did they? Because at one point he parks his car, puts the shields up, and then they somehow hack into his car. They they take off the shields and fuck up his car, and then put the shields back up. Like I didn't understand how they got to his car. Uh, Jason Todd was working for them. Okay. And... Yeah, that's that's <laughs> something. I, I it's kind of like this one in Batman eighty nine. It's just I don't know what it is about these movies where I think about that for a second, but then I just kind of go with it because there's again. When I and when we did the Batman '89 episode, I talked about like childish realism, and that's like all throughout this too. It's like because they have like the blueprints of the Batmobile, or it's like, well, where yeah. do you get those? Not like you get them from the library, the public records, or something. Like maybe something where would have shown how to do that. But I mean, also this movie thinks that a CD works like a record. So what do I know? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh god. Okay, I can. I mean, one, that part is stupid at the time in 92. Would people have had a lot of CDs at the time? Oh, yeah. Okay. CDs, then, yeah, I got nothing. Huge. See, I was only like five. No, I was born 87. So I, I wouldn't have been very old. So. Get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I know. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be future tech, though, because remember, like, even though this is the 90s, Batman takes place in, like, the 60s. Okay. But it's still, it's still weird. Why would you? CD doesn't work that way. Well, okay. Well, you see, the, the I have a I have a personal idea that in all Batman movies that uh Wayne Tech is just complete dog shit and is not even worth like the equipment it's made out of. Because besides the fact that there are the the clown gang uses goblin magic to take apart the Batmobile and they were going to make it into a hydrogen bomb somehow. You <laughs> you also have a moment where Batman throws a fucking what's probably a million dollar batter million dollar battering for that day and age. And a fucking dog catches it in its mouth and walks away. <sighs> I okay, I was confused when that happened. Then when it turns out that the whole point of it was to use it to incriminate him by hitting the ice princess with it, like I was like, this is just strange. <laughs> it was just so strange. I I gotta tell you, I I may not I may not sound like it, but I'm just I'm having a blast. <laughs> like just having your brain smooth out while trying to figure this movie out it's just it's such a joy i wasn't drunk enough when i watched this movie i didn't i oh. i'm trying to not drink much so I, I didn't consume any alcohol and this is a movie where i wish i was consuming alcohol lots of it yeah i i got i blacked out towards the end of the movie my husband woke me up and he's like it's time to go to bed and i was like okay 
<laughs> and you know what? You probably enjoyed the movie more than me then, because you didn't. <laughs> See, what I'm trying to, and I mean, maybe it's because, like, it's funny because you keep bringing up, like, a horror movie for kids. Like, I saw this in theater, and, like, I, I don't think I was ever scared. Like, I had tons of Batman Returns toys. I did, too. Um, and... Oh, no, I lost my train of thought. No, I mean, no. you're right. This isn't, to me, this isn't as much of a horror movie as Nightmare Before Christmas is, because that movie's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I will die on that hill. This Thank is you. Halloween Town. <laughs> Just, but this movie didn't have that. Like, I completely, you know, am agree, you know, agreeing with that. It's not that, it's just. It doesn't feel like a kid's movie in any sense, but maybe it's just the 90s were different, and I don't remember the 90s because I was a kid. Oh, I finally remember it. It, it came back to me because I think when, like, there's a lot of things I forgive in this movie that are dumb, and I remember when Wonder Woman 84 came out, and a lot of people were like, well, you just kind of have to go with it, and that, and it's, I can't reconcile why I think that movie is one of the worst things that ever happened like, that's amazing Spider-Man 2 levels of franchise killing, but this one I'm okay with. <laughs> um, and I think, and maybe it is because of the time, but, like, I do, like, as an adult, like, as a kid, you're just watching Batman fight these people and not really thinking too much about it. Like, and then I'm going to go to the toy store and buy, like, the Batman Sky Cycle and Aqua Green Batman and someone just put in a picture in the chat. I had that penguin toy because they wouldn't Me make too. A, they wouldn't make a penguin toy that looked like this one. And I remember reading Wizard because I have a Catwoman uh, toy, and they wouldn't put Catwoman on the back of the box. I had those McDonald's toys too. And I know this is bad radio. <laughs> well, I'm posting pictures of. I went online, which you should have listened to this, and searched Batman Return toys from the '90s to kind of see some of the stuff that I want to talk about, like the penguin figure. Looks like Penguin from the Batman 66 show. It's a big fat guy with a monocle, big nose, you know, and come just, with an umbrella. Nothing like Danny DeVito in this movie. He just repainted the superpowers toy. Like, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. They yeah, had a superpowers toy and he was like blue and yellow, yeah. but they just painted him black and red. <laughs> oh. You know, those colors that the Penguin famously wears in this movie. Mm. Oh, wait. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with like, because I know this was a movie where they had a ton of Batman toys that were just Batman in different colored suits and different accessories. So I had a few. <laughs> and there was a Robin toy, too, which is really weird. This is like a Tim Drake ass Robin toy. Yeah. Yeah. He was he supposed was... to be in it. He was? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Huh. They cut him out. He's in the comic. Oh, OK. <laughs> you uh, you guys want to hear something weird? Sure. If I had a nickel for every time a girl with blonde hair and glasses turned into a cat woman in the superhero movie, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> what other movie did it happen in? Wonder Woman 89. Oh. I mean, 84? 84. That movie's uh, Okay. Well, that's that's just the thing. It's the trope of just like, you know, the she's all that where it takes off the glasses. And like, I didn't know you're the hottest girl in the world when you take your glasses off. Like, it's like the Chris Reeves Superman syndrome where he just like takes off his glasses and sits up straight and he's a completely different person. <laughs> but that's just amazing acting. Like, rest in peace, Christopher Reeve. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just I'm just looking at all the toys right now. Yeah, because there were a bunch. There was the Robin figure. There was, I mean, normal Batman stuff. But yeah, they made a lot more toys. And the toys look a lot better than they did in the, the packaging does in the 89 packaging, even though three years later, but it looks way better. Those were rushed to market. That's why there's only like three toys. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, I remember it was like because Catwoman wasn't on the back of the toys 
And I think like Wizard Magazine had it in an article and someone was like, why isn't Catwoman there? And they're just like, yeah, they did a figure, but they didn't want to put her on the package because they didn't think the boys would want Catwoman. I'm like, uh, I I did. She's one of the people in the movie. That's just I mean, I can kind of for much different things. When I when I was a kid, I didn't I didn't like women toy like a, a toy with a female character. I mean, I can say that because like I had I remember I had a G.I. Joe and I was and I gave it I didn't want it because it was a girl. And I guess so I gave it to my dad. I remember it's in a drawer and it's still in that same drawer. My parents' house, <laughs> like stuff like that. I don't know why. I mean, that's just. I mean, I was, you know, a kid at this time, but that was my thought pat- pattern. I didn't want to play with a girl. <laughs> People <laughs> like that is a reason why I didn't get an Officer Jenny toy when Bucky O'Hare was on the go. God damn it! I have Bucky O'Hare toys too somewhere. Never watched that show. Never read the comic. Nothing. But I have. I have figures of that weird ass thing. Huh. But, so what's even weird? Yes. Go. Oh, real, real quick. <laughs> what's even weirder is the Bruce Wayne toy has like a never shown like underneath armor. For like the bat suit, I had yeah. that one, the transforming Michael Keaton toy. That's so weird. <laughs> he gets shot a lot in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, I mean they shoot him constantly, and it's like every time they shoot him, you think, "Oh, he's dead." No, oh, he's still alive. Like, but maybe like Blair said earlier, if this takes place in the '60s, they don't know what Kevlar is at the time, so he has something very revolutionary. Where in the '90s, I feel like Kevlar was a much more normal thing. He gets shot in '89 a lot too. Yeah, but they shoot him a ton in this movie. But it's also he gets shot a lot. But somehow his, I guess it's the one part in his armor that's vulnerable to like household sewing tools. Because she scratches them. Yeah. Well, see, here's the other thing too. I think she kind of feels him up to find like a weakness because like I think even though it's years later, but there's obviously there has to be holes in the armor so he can move, kind of like yeah, in, uh, yeah, not in the helmet apparently. Yeah, but what's even weirder is you know those claws hurt because she probably dunks them in her poop like an actual cat does. <laughs> <laughs> well, like there's that part where she falls in cat litter. Fucking gross. Cat, cat litter is not soft. And who the fuck is driving a truck full of cat litter? Yeah, I'm it. assuming it's sand and she just calls a kitty litter. I mean, they do drive around. I mean, maybe in some states they do drive around with a truck full of sand for snowy roads instead of salt. Yeah, yeah, because I used to work at the I used to work at the Mall of America, and you can't put salt down on the the structure itself. So we used to drive, and they would put we put sand on a certain area, so it wouldn't we couldn't put salt. There's <laughs> a big sand truck in Spider Man Three, and it's where the Sandman hides. <sighs> That's going from New York. What the hell are you doing with that much sand in New York? <laughs> That's another movie I don't think I've ever seen the whole way through. So not as bad as what you think. I hope so. I rewatch it. I hope so. <laughs> huh? Oh, they're just like. Another thing about Catwoman I want to bring up is the scene where she like where she finally kills Shrek, where she let she grabs the frickin Transformers coil and then like kisses him while shocking herself or shocking both of them. Like it's a weird, creepy, cool scene all at once that I just don't get it. So it's reminiscent of like the joy buzzer in 89. Yeah. And she does repeat the line, I guess, from the Joker. YouTube was telling me that he says it's somewhere repeated. What line? Uh, when she sh- the, whatever he says when he shocks the guy Joker does in 89 that line is repeated in this movie by Catwoman oh huh. I can't remember what I mean I wasn't I was watching a YouTube video a little bit before to kind of give me some more information but I didn't pay a whole lot of attention yeah it's like, just one of those as far as it, ways to go I think it's probably one of the better ones of a Batman villain because Max Shrek deserves it <laughs> yeah yeah like really deserves it. I was also confused why he had a gun he was in the cage could just shot the lock off no. He found it underwater. 
Because he, oh. he killed the clown, and the clown had the gun, and when he was underwater, he saw the gun and grabbed Now, why it fired when it was soaking wet, that's another story. I didn't, okay, I that. didn't know that. Oh, it was the clown that, oh, like, oh, we should talk about their whole idea, or Penguin's idea, after he gets upset, is to capture all the kids, and then, and then dunk them in, and dunk them in sewage. I think that was always his plan. Okay. Because <laughs> he's in the Hall of Records, and he's, like, writing down the names. All right, of all the rich kids. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they were rich kids, but when you see them driving that train around, he's not in exactly a rich area. All the first ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You take yeah. all the first ones. And then when he gets mad, he's like, we'll take everybody. Very biblical. Weird choice. Did they not hire babysitters? Apparently not. Apparently all you have to do is just run in the house and grab a kid and leave. Well, the, oh, yeah. the, the idea was supposed to be that there are babysitters, but the fact that they wouldn't be home when their kids are taken because they're all out partying because they're a bunch of rich assholes. Yeah, but the guy was driving a freaking train around town. Like, you don't think somebody would be like, hmm, there's a, there's a weird train in front of us that are loading kids in cages. It's Gotham. You, no. Shit happens. Yeah, it's that <laughs> people know, like, the Red Triangle circles, Circus Gang is at large. They're just like, uh, Batman or the cops will deal with it. I ain't going near that train. <laughs> <laughs> It's just weird. It's so weird. It's so Tim Burton, though. This is such a Tim Burton movie. The beginning of the movie should tell you that. (laughs) It does. I don't even know if you can blame it all on Tim Burton, though. Like, this movie is so messed up. I don't think it's just his fault. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I blame other people, too. Like, you know, producers and everything. Why? Like, one of the more interesting things, too, that, well, that I want to mention, I mentioned before, but the fact that you know, at the same time he's making this movie, he's supposed to be working on Nightmare Before Christmas, even though he's not really working. <laughs> he's just he too busy doing this. Producer on Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. Henry Selleck was the real badass behind that movie. No, I know. He does a good job. It's just funny that, like, it, it really should be Henry Selleck's Nightmare Before Christmas, not Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. So. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't put butts in the seats when you put Henry Selleck's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah. another complaint that I had, which is, it was it's a me complaint. Is or not really a complaint, but something that I noticed that I wanted I wanted to comment on because of the timing where they're like, oh, Bob, you know, Bob Kane made Batman. I'm like, hey, where's Bill Finger? Where's Bill Finger, guys? That never mm-hmm. got changed until like the past decade, wasn't yeah, it? I know. It's not that long ago. He finally got credit for that. Oh, God. That's a yeah, because it's Bill Finger and Bob Kane that made Batman. But I forget what the deal was that Bob Kane was like in charge. So he just took all the credit or something like that. I don't remember the whole story. Mike, have you ever seen the college humor sketch of like Tim Burton pitching a new movie? No, you should go look that up because it's exactly your problem with Tim Burton. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Danny Elfman, what do you have for music? La 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 la. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) And like, what colors are we going to use? Like, uh, black and white stripes. Like, excellent. (laughs) Okay, it's not wrong. I mean, it's also a weird thing with all the penguins. You know, how like his whole plan is to have penguins with missiles that are then going to blow up the city, I guess. So... One of the weird things I like about this movie, too, is that watching this movie may be like, I think I'm going to go buy me a penguin plushie because the penguins in this movie are absolutely fucking delightful. Like they're just kind of <laughs> there sometimes. Empty head. No thought. They're just kind of roaming around the city trying to make their kid happy because, you know, they raised them from when he was a gross child. And then when like the penguin flops in his fucking face, they even like throw him into the water to be eaten by get eaten by later because I'm assuming all those penguins eat meat. And aren't some of the penguins real and some of them are Stan Winston robots and the real penguins thought the fake penguins were real? Yeah, because yeah. penguins are stupid. 
exactly cuddled up. Oh, come on, give Stan Winston some credit. This guy's a genius. <laughs> well, no, go look up this thing. There, there, there was like at the zoo in Japan. They had like V uh, anime girl penguin girls, and they put them with the penguins. And one of the penguins actually fell in love with one. And like when they took it away, it was so heartbroken it fucking died. That's because it couldn't believe this beautiful that. penguin. I'm like, I've never seen a penguin this beautiful before. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I mean, the way the animal kingdom works, there's always a few dummies. There's the ones that don't run fast enough. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. I mean, like, I had mice in my house when the mice got caught by the cat. I said, well, you know, you were the dumb one. And the other guy caught the trap that I said, but that was a human trap, live trap. So that's like, yeah, okay. I got you. But when you get caught by a cat, you know better. You know what those claws are for. So, yeah, same idea. There's just some animals that are just dumb in life. I think the penguins that uh, have the rockets slapped to their backs are real penguins. And then later on, when they're close to Danny DeVito, they're all robots. Actually, the ones that are, well, yeah, the the big ones that, like, bring penguin into the water at the end. Yeah. Those are just little people in costumes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Those real penguins. Nope. <laughs> they look like real penguins. Nope. Okay. E- even weirder. Hey, guys. You know, we're going to have Danny DeVito just press the penguin. What's he going to drive? I don't know. Put him in a big fucking duck. You know, like penguins like duck. My only not complaint with that part, the fact that it was in the zoo, it was one of the rides. He took one of the rides and then converted oh, okay. it into his own car. So I'm OK with that. That makes sense then. But like his whole way to run for mayor was to have one of his gang steal the kid, jump in the sewer, then go have the guy go, oh, no, penguin, don't hurt me. And then give him the kid. And then he brings up the kid. And that was his whole way to. You know, get the people's love. That's a real easy way to do it, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I do got to mention, I do like the part when Christopher Walken is like, like the Reichstag fire. I got a big kick out of that because I'm a, I'm a, I like World War II stuff a lot and I'm a big history buff with that. And I'm like, ah, yep, because you called it right because that's what happened. They started their own damn fire and used it to take power. So I thought I liked the fact that he references that. That's fucked up. I mean, it's what, it's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they supposedly know it wasn't them that started the fire. Yeah. Huh? It's just because they, you know, they wrote the books and they burned everything else. So, but yeah, it they, was they started the their own communist fire. who started the right. Yeah. Fire. The communist that somehow randomly got in the building and got caught immediately. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was him. Mm-hmm. I do like that Danny DeVito does steal the show, like at the ending, wherever he's, because I swear, like, they must ad lib some of this shit sometimes. Because he goes in for like an umbrella and he's like, oh, shit, I got the cute one. (laughs) Okay, that was funny. (laughs) All right. So I want to talk about the penguin real quick. Sure, feel free. Okay, so this penguin is fucking disgusting, right? (laughs) Absolutely. He's a sex pest. It's my favorite thing. Look, listeners, you have no idea how long I have been talking about sex pest penguin. Like it has been a month. I have been so excited for this. And yesterday when I was watching the movie for the second time since we said we were going to record this, I had an epiphany. Danny DeVito's Penguin is Frank Reynolds version 1.0. If there are any It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans out there, he plays the same goddamn character on that show as he plays here. He just looks like Danny DeVito on the show. The leering, you know, inappropriate talks, the disgusting attitude, the weird grunt. It's the same fucking character. I believe that. Okay. 
I never watched Always Sunny. Yeah, I've watched it enough. And there's say- so much that it intimidates me. <laughs> Are you saying that the penguin is also the trash man? Yeah. Come on. You think that this this penguin would not just get in a wrestling ring and just, just throw garbage all over the place and start eating the trash? <laughs> hey, you flush it, I flaunt it. Yeah. That was also dumb. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> I mean, nobody's flushing down garbage because it would clog up their septic tanks, but that's yeah, neither here nor there. <laughs> All I think is that the penguin has a bunch of human shit on his mantle. Because <laughs> everybody needs a hobby. Agreed. The other thing, too, is it's the 60s or the 90s. I also completely 100% believe people would do shit because the between the 60s and the 90s is also a time when they said, hey, we just invented the microwave. You can cook anything in it. Need turkey for Thanksgiving? Put it in your microwave. Need eggs for breakfast? Put it in your microwave. Get fucking go in your backyard and grab a chicken. Cut it up. Put it in your microwave. And then throw up terribly because you didn't cook your food enough. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right, too. I mean, yeah, because they don't understand how microwave works. Someone uh, needs to make an edit of this movie, too. Whenever uh, Michael Keaton goes to put on the bat suit, or when he takes one off the rack, the one behind it has the bat nipples, and it says, not ready. <laughs> I do Were the Bat Nipples forever, or is that Batman and Robin? It was forever. The next movie, yeah. Okay. They were also in Batman and Robin. Like, those those nipples were Schumacher-specific. Okay. Oh, and that's the question I want to ask you guys. So, was it... Did this movie not make enough money, then, compared to the compared to 89? No. I think it, it didn't. And I don't think the merchandisers... Because, I mean, like, you posted in our chat, like, you had a Happy Meal toys. There was also, like, Batman Returns Cups, as I had those... And there was probably like a sweepstakes or something. I don't know. There was so much. I mean, just like Batman 89, like like my Christmas that year was the Bruce Wayne Batcave, the Bat Missile Batmobile, which is one of the most fun toys. Because like <laughs> I love the scene where the, the sides fly off and it's just like the middle. Like and that's what the toy was. But I don't think it did. It didn't do Batman 89 money. It probably made money, but not 89 money. It made so, 260. 260- 66 million million off a budget of 50 to 80 million. Yeah. Whereas the 89 version had roughly a $35 million budget, but made it 411 million. Plus more on like merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's a big loss right there. I can, okay. I can, that's why they had to bring him a Schumacher to like rain it down. (laughs) How'd that work out? Batman forever (laughs) did bank. Why do you think they invited him back? reasons yeah how that work out afterward <laughs> the movie that killed the franchise for a while well that this is that weird day and age where and it's still going on too where it, even though something makes a good amount of money it's it's always a weird thing where it's like well if it didn't make more than three times the amount of money that we wanted then it was a fucking failure we're not making another one okay that's gonna be avatar i, th- I feel i really feel that it's definitely gonna be avatar because james cameron already said if avatar doesn't get like a hundred million in like the, the box office. He's not making another one because he's out of budget. Yeah. Well, the third one's already in process. So yeah, he's, he's, I think he's just a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> give I the mean, people what they want. Jimmy Cameron, give him the abyss on 4k. Give us true lies on 4k. Yes. My God. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. True lies. Oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh. It's, and um, it's apparently a pretty good Nintendo game that I've never played. It, is. <laughs> it has the iconic Jamie Lee Curtis strip scene. 
Like, if you know nothing from that movie, you know that part. I don't know anything about that movie. What the fuck? It's on Hulu? Hulu? Sweet, I have Hulu. I have everything. (laughs) I don't like Hulu, but that's going to be here. Okay. All right. Anything Mm. else that we should comment about Batman Return that you guys want to bring up? I have something to bring up. Sure, please. I had trivia uh, at work last year, and I won a question because of this movie. Yes. (laughs) It was the mistletoe scene. Because they're just like, oh, this plant is deadly. And I was like, mistletoe, because that's like what Batman said. The Catwoman. <laughs> or the vice versa. I have a small, another thing I want to bring up in our small complaint. <laughs> when she gives the cat milk, she said, here goes your dinner. Cats shouldn't just have milk. Not good no. for them. Warm milk. They cannot digest it. No, so don't give them milk. Give them water. I mean, I give my cats milk once in a great while. Mainly it's for the dog. And the cats will look at it and go, okay. And then they'll walk away and the dog will, oh, thanks! I think that's like a part of like these characters exist in the comics, but Tim Burton and the writers looked at them as on the surface stereotypes where it's like, oh, it's a cat woman. They're going to make cat puns and she's going to like lick her hand and clean herself, even though it's that just bother me. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> like, oh, she's a cat woman. Like, what's her deal? It's like, well, she's a really smart jewel thief who kind of rides the thing. It's like, nah, she's just a literal cat hyphen woman. <laughs> We would never get the likes of it again until Holly Berry. No, that is cat hyphen woman. <laughs> never seen that movie. If we if we ever do that movie, we have to watch the the interview with Oprah where uh, Halle Berry goes in full full outfit pretending to be Catwoman. Oh, okay, that could be interesting. That could be more interesting than the movie. <laughs> <sighs> so no, I mean I I do like things about this movie. It just I wasn't I just wasn't entertained enough. That's really what I gotta say about this. Oh, anything else, Ken, that you want to mention that we haven't touched on yet? Um, gosh, there's like so much going on in this movie. I I feel like we would need to talk for a lot longer than we already have. But at the same time, I also feel like if we talk for any longer, we're all going to go insane. Very true. So um, I'm just going to say, no, I don't have anything else to add. OK. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other stuff to add just to, but I can't really think of much I want to say. <laughs> I, I have one thing that I love to add about this movie. Please, please do. Uh, this movie introduces the all, the my, most famous uh, Batman gimmick that I love between Batman and Catwoman, which is fuck fighting, where they fight on the rooftop and then suddenly someone's not wearing their chest part and then they start having sex on the rooftop, which <laughs> uh, is pronounced by the scene where Bat, uh, Catwoman's on top of Batman and they're talking and she licks his face. And I look over at my partner who decided to finally watch a Batman movie with me and I go, is that why I'm into that? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Amazing. Oh, the part when she stabs him, I really thought she was going for his dick. <laughs> I really thought that's like, oh, that's where this movie's going. And another thing that's only for like the I Watch and Terror Replay group, there's one of our members, Travis something, his his profile picture for years has been Batman's really ugly, dumb looking face, which is from this movie. I didn't know that. Like I knew it was Michael Keaton, but I didn't realize it's actually a pause scene from this movie. Oh, you mean where Michael Keaton kills a man? Yeah. He kills a few people in this movie. He kills like three people. Yeah, minimum. He specifically blows somebody up with a bomb, though. That's, that's a scene. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he... It's... it's. I mean, was Batman not a killer in the at this time? Like, they just... Or, or just Tim Burton just didn't give a shit, I guess. I don't think oh. anyone's... I don't think anyone's ever given a shit. I give a shit. I don't like movies, so... I mean, the people that direct the movies, I don't think they've ever given a <laughs> shit. Like I said, my the, the best one is like... What is it? Batman versus Superman, where I think at one point he says he doesn't kill, but he grabs a guy and he makes the guy grab his gun and he shoots like five people 
but that doesn't count because he didn't physically do it. <laughs> so it's the whole like manslaughter argument in Batman Begins where it's like, I don't have to save you. Like, if I don't save you and you die anyway, it's not my fault. We're never going to yeah, get that. that. I don't like that logic. The the catalyst for Aquaman, like there wouldn't be a movie if he just like hauled the people out of the submarine. Like there wouldn't be a Black Manta. I liked that movie when I saw it. The movie gave me a headache and I love Aquaman. I do too. I I found an Aquaman fan. I didn't know you were an Aquaman fan, Blair. Yeah, Aquaman is great. Thank you. Like screw Namor and his dumb little wing booties. Looks ridiculous. Aquaman rules. Hey, 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 you leave Namor alone. That's the first, <laughs> that's the first like, cool superhero us Hispanics have gotten like a long time. You got Miles Morales. I mean, Puerto Rican, but. Yeah, he's mixed, though. But that, I, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Black. I can't think of any other else, but I also don't really pay attention to the superheroes as much, man, except for old ones. So cool, man. I can't believe we have both the Aquaman fans in the world on this podcast. <laughs> hey, I have made two, two podcast episodes about Aquaman on this podcast. Jeff Johns, where are you? <laughs> so a long time ago it's been a long i have you know there's an aquaman game for xbox that i bought for two dollars and i still have yet to play you're asking me if i uh, do i know if there's a uh, yes i own two copies i own the gamecube version and the xbox version because one just, is just called aquaman the other is called aquaman battle for atlantis for some reason is it the same game yeah i think so yeah and tommy tellerica does the music all right, I think we should wrap this up. Now that we're talking about Aquaman and we have nowhere else to go, I'm pretty sure about Batman at this point. Other than this is uh, Doug, one of Doug Jones's first movies. He is one of the clowns. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Ken, how much do you fucking hate Aquaman? Because I should fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I talk to fish, too, but it's when I'm eating sushi. So, like, I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I like Aquaman. I got nothing. Because he's awesome. Sure. Okay. Hey, Throne of Atlantis arc is pretty good. I need to watch that movie one day. New Fifty Two, the first with the trench, like up until when Jeff Johns left. Like I love that book. It was like my favorite thing to buy every month. That's the episode I did on that arc within the trench arc. We did an episode on that a long time ago with a completely different cast. Okay. All right. We should go to Self Stacker Box. We have completely (laughs) went on a whole different tangent. Derailed. (laughs) completely and i'll go first i'm gonna put this movie in the box i was excited to watch this after 89 i was really looking forward to this i wanted this to win i vote for i voted for it and i left very upset i wasn't happy with the movie i saw i wasn't happy with this how this movie was i didn't like the villains i just didn't enjoy the film that that kind of bummed me out because i was looking forward to it i was excited to have to to see this movie with a different light, and I was really let down by Batman Returns. It is not a movie made for me. I mean, I've said this on the show. I'm going to say it again. I'm not a Tim Burton fan, and this movie really striked home that I'm not a Tim Burton fan. So I was a little sad. All right, and what about you, Ken? Oh, this is shelf for me all day, every day. Like this movie is absolutely ridiculous. It is just so over the top. Like Christopher Walken is the most same thing you have going on in this movie (laughs) how intense this movie is i okay you'll have to forgive me i apologize for this but movies like this are my catnip (laughs) that was good that was good i'll say it but i had to hey i'm okay with it that was amusing i'm not but go off (laughs) what about you joe 
I'm here. I'm here. Uh, yeah, I'm also agree with Ken. Uh, this is 100% going on my shelf. Get like one drink in, see how you're feeling, and then do a shot every time Danny DeVito does something gross. And you'll probably die by the end of the movie. So that's always fun. I don't think I would need to do a shot. I think I would just need to do what I do when I recorded Shadow Tomb Raider, where I drank two glasses of Bacardi juice that was apparently mostly Bacardi that my wife made for me. I think I would enjoy the movie a lot more than. Oh, yeah. My. Throughout this movie, my husband told me I drank a total of like 15 shots, so I was not okay by the end of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's the way to watch this film. It's just drunk off your ass. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Even not not drunk. Like I was watching, because I blacked blacked out like halfway through this movie, so I had to start from the the halfway point. But um, what was it? Uh, I still had a lot of fun, even when I was sober. (laughs) I just loved Danny DeVito being an absolute fucking goblin. So, yeah, shelf, totally. <laughs> and what about you, Blair? Oh, this is Warner Brothers cardboard DVD where you can't tell which side is full screen and widescreen on the shelf. Um, I go back and forth on this movie, but I was going back and forth on this movie for years, but now I just completely adore it. Like, I love the interaction between the three characters. A lot of stuff with Catwoman is really cool. Like, it's not exactly what I want out of a Batman sequel, or even what these characters, but I love what's put on the screen. Of course, a lot of that is because I had a lot of the toys and even had the <laughs> stupid little penguins with the missile launchers because I had to I have did them. Too. Yeah, and I enjoy watching this movie every year, and I'll probably watch it again next year and the year after that. Like, I can't get enough Michael Keaton Batman in my life. I do want to say that, like we, have, we kind of mentioned earlier, because of me watching these two Batman movies, I am really bummed that we don't get that the whole Michael Keaton thing that we were going to get with Batgirl and all that is just gone. That does upset me now because he does think, a fine job. I think that Batman Beyond one that just recently came out hurt the most because I would love to have a Batman Beyond movie. I know. Same. I wanted like a video game like that deserves so much more than I mean, the show is great, but like there should be an awesome like, I hate open world games, but I would play the shit out of an open world Batman Beyond game just to get in that Batmobile and then jump out of it and fly around oh, and then, man. like, use the invisibility <laughs> suit. Like, oh, my God, like, it just makes itself. <laughs> I'm hoping hey, how with... about a 64 game where it's like a beat up with Batman Beyond. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I haven't played I... it yet, but I do want to. Oh, I I'm own hoping... it on PlayStation N64 and Game Boy Color. So. <laughs> I'm hoping with 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 Suicide Squad hopefully being kind of a hit, they will end up deciding to make a Batman Beyond game, especially because they can totally just rip off the invisibility segment from Spider-Man Miles Morales. So I'd be fine with that. But I mean, again, the bummer is that, like, you don't have that ingredients. Yeah, but, I mean, they'll figure something out. Yeah, I I, I agree. We'll get... But, I I mean, I actually... Before we started this podcast, like, I had no... Like, not this episode, but I mean, the show in general. I didn't care about Batman Beyond. Ken had actually turned me on to Batman Beyond and got me more interested in it after watching that movie that he recommended for the show a while ago. That's a hell of a good movie, actually. Return of the Joker. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I do want to ask why we're on the air. What's the next Batman thing you guys want us to cover? My Batman fans, the three that are listening to me right now that can actually talk back to me. Uh, Forever. Oh, 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 wait. I would almost say Batman Forever, but I also want to do the Avengers of Batman and Robin on the Super Nintendo because that game is incredible. I do want to do that, too, now. Okay, I know what I'm going to say. What is that? I want to do Bad Blood. I want to get it over with. I also (laughs) want to do Bad Blood because I have something that's going to piss both of you off. I want to do Bad Blood, too, because I just want to see it. I want it done. 
There's still less though. Talk about talk about Damien. The better I'm gonna feel. <laughs> well, Hush, Hush isn't part of that trilogy, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we can do Bad Blood first. Okay, that sounds good. And Blair, where can people find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter because apparently it hasn't exploded yet. Um, I'm at surprised. Arcade. You can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com where you can find reviews for Batman Returns on Super Nintendo, Genesis, and Nintendo. I think I'd reevaluate the Genesis one because I don't think I was very fair to it. Uh, most recently, I reviewed Marvel's Iron Man VR and MetaQuest 2, and it is absolutely incredible. And I interviewed Chris Sutherland from Playtonic about the amazing Spider-Man on Game Boy. And that's some stuff that I really want to plug. Okay. Um, I'm just going to name a few things of Batman because I don't want to do everything anymore. Uh, Batman vs. Robin, film 44. Batman 89, film 43. Son of Batman, <laughs> film 38. The Batman, film 35. So there's some Batman movies for you to, to listen to us talk about. And if you want to hear some better Batman movies, Batman Under the Red Hood, film 28. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, film 23, if we mentioned we mentioned earlier. And there's a bunch of other Batman stuff. I just don't feel like going through it anymore. So <laughs> there's other Batman stuff for you to go check out. And there will be more because apparently they have voted and I will be doing Bad Blood at some point. Probably soon just to get it over with. And then I do want to do forever because at this point, I just want to do all four of the of this little series and it ends. So, yeah, we should also do that uh, Super Nintendo game, though, because that is super good. I do want to also. I want to cover. I mean, there's, I don't think there's much to talk about with both. So let's do an, a mini about both of them, I think, as a plan at some point. Because I'm going to cheat both of them. They shouldn't take too long to play through. Oh, don't put the jukebox in the ride for Adventures of Batman and Robin on Super Nintendo for me if you want it to be a mini. <laughs> it's because I call it a mini doesn't mean it has to be a mini. It just means it doesn't have to be. It means it doesn't count as a numbered episode. I don't have to fill and plan years. and You know, that's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a different part of this. One of my issues with the show. All right, and if you enjoyed this episode, go check out our over 400 other episodes of this show that we have done. And there's other Batman stuff. There's even more Batman stuff than I mentioned. Uh, we do comics, movies, TV seasons. Go check out our giant catalog. Also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena. <laughs> you can follow her at Health Hath Fury on TikTok. And also want to mention uh, that this was a Patreon brought to you episode. People voted for this. We do have a Patreon poll right now, which is Mike's Christmas gift. You get to pick if we're going to watch Spider-Man 2002, Base Spider-Man 2, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, or Eternals, because those are the four things. Those are some of the things I need to cover before I want to cover Spider-Man No Way Home, which is coming up with one of my Marvel movies. So you need to cover a bunch of other shit, too. So you get to help me choose a decision that I didn't want to make. So <laughs> that's what the current poll is. Uh, if you want to talk with us, we do have a Discord. You can join our Discord and talk with talk with us. You'll see a link in the show notes. And funny thing, the earlier comment about Twitter, actually, my link for the podcast doesn't work on Twitter for some reason. Under my I bio, I mean. I love how uh, the Eternals has zero votes right now. Yeah, that's because it's the Eternals. Nobody gotta, wants to do it. You gotta get that Band-Aid off, though. I know. Nah. Yeah, at some point. But I got other, <laughs> I have enough other stuff to do that is no problem. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me do Eternals. I don't even want to hear myself do Eternals. I don't even want to rewatch Eternals. Have a drink or two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MC movies with me. And we'll be doing Eternals with me when I cover that, because... Yeah, I don't know why, but he will be. <laughs> so that's stuff you get to look forward to. Definitely check out his podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube with audio only. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. So long. Yawn. Yeah.